Ten minutes later, Debbie returned with an alligator-skin suitcase. Heavy brass buckles looked rusted shut, and its warped lid looked as if it had been under water at one time. She swiped at the bag once more with dampened tissues, revealing brass initials near the handle. A.G.M. She examined it again, straightening. Strange? Kip and I exchanged glances. Are you sure this is Kip's? I asked. Oh, yes, it was in his locker. We moved it over from the old facility back in December. That's why I knew about it. We all helped pack and move into the new place, you know. Oh, my, was it a chore. But I saw this old thing and wondered if it might spur some memories. Well, she dusted her hands on her thighs. Enjoy digging, and uh, let me know if you find any jewels in there. Kip nodded, but seemed to be in another world. He stared at the case as if transported to another realm. Kip? He didn't respond. Kip, do you want me to— Yes, please, open it. I stood beside the table and tried to move the stiff buckles. The leather, thick and encrusted, refused to budge. Try again, he said, sounding almost frantic. He leaned forward, reaching toward it. Do you have any tools? I don't mind if you cut the straps. I reached into my pocket for the all-purpose Leatherman tool that had been my father's. Let's try this, but— "'It would be a shame to cut the leather. This thing's an antique.' He chuckled nervously. "'I guess it really fits me, then, doesn't it?' I shot him a smile and pried at the leather with one of the screwdrivers, dry and brittle. It moved a fraction of an inch, and then, with another five minutes of pushing and digging, I finally had both straps undone. I maneuvered the table so he could open the valise. "'Okay, Kip.' Would you like to do the honors? Kip reached for the lid with shaking hands. He lifted slowly, releasing an aroma of days gone by, musty air laced with a touch of decay. He sifted through the contents, opening oilskin-wrapped packages. Engrossed, now he pawed through photos. Yellowed papers, two books, brochures, and stacks of letters without envelopes tied with a blue ribbon. I spotted a metal tin box, a crumbling pack of Lucky Strike cigarettes, a plaid bow tie, postcards of Big Ben and Buckingham Palace, and a rusted safety razor. Where is it? he muttered under his breath. Where in God's name is it? A photo escaped the pile and fluttered to the floor, landing face up at my feet. I picked it up and studied the woman in the picture. The black and white print was worn and slightly out of focus, its ragged edges smoothed from years of handling. It appeared to be a kind of shot a movie star would hand out to fans. Originally signed on the lower right-hand corner, the wrinkled and peeled markings looked as if something had spilled on them long ago. The woman eyed the photographer with a sideways glance, holding a microphone in her slender hand. Her lips, a ripe, curvy ribbon, pursed against the mesh cover of the microphone as she apparently crooned, illuminated by stage lights. Her other hand touched the jeweled necklace on her bodice. Dusky skin glistened under the lights with a slight sheen of perspiration. Although I held the picture for less than a minute, I sensed raw emotion streaming from her dark eyes. I handed it to Kip. Is this what you're looking for? He blanched, collapsing with relief, and took it from me. Oh, oh, thank God, thank God! His eyes devoured the cracked image, soaking it in for a long time. He closed them, clasped the photo against his chest, and smiled.
Tears ran down his cheeks. I sat silent beside him, waiting for him to recover. A crow flew past the window and landed on a nearby limb, squawking at us. He fluffed his feathers, then soared into the woods. I thought of the numerous photos I had of Elsbeth and tried to imagine how hard it would be to have only one picture of my darling first wife. I would guard it with my life. When he opened his eyes again, they danced with memories. He turned the photo over and read the inscription on the back. Ah, I remember now. I remember. Once again he pressed her to his heart. After a minute, almost reluctantly, he held it up, facing me. Gus. Yes, I said. I want to introduce you to someone. Meet my... Bella. Bella.